Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. So you have players coming from so many countries that yeah. have been taught different things. How do you teach shooting in your program? Great question. So we actually, I moved away from doing form shooting and I used to do all that stuff. And then I just, it didn't really align with the ecological dynamics kind of concepts. So we do shooting one on zero, but it's, we do something called differential learning. So instead what we do is instead of doing really close, like we would actually prefer players to shoot threes because it's, it's better for promoting self-organization and and learning different coordinations. So with bad shooters, because it happens, we have we have four bad shooters right now. Instead of me giving them a technique to replicate, what we do is we create activities where we're le- where they're learning how to be more adaptable and basically shoot using different coordinations and body parts that they never would have done before. So the idea is we're basically expanding their solution space. That's the scientific word for it to get them naturally finding a way to shoot, which is more optimal for their body. Because the thing, if I give them all the same technique, it makes no sense. One of them is six foot nine, yep. huge wingspan. One of them is six foot three, small wingspan. So this is why, because every player is different, I want them to self-organize naturally. So what we do is we speak about brads. This is number one, back rim and down. So every shot has to be a back rim and down, dead center back of the rim. What that does, well, it's a constraint because they have to shoot with arc to get a brad. So instead of saying bend your knees, in order to shoot the brad, they naturally self-organize their body to get more arc. So that's the number one thing. And we're obsessed with brad. So when we shoot, it only counts if it's a swish or a brad. And then we do the differential learning. So it's things like shooting with different stances. So it looks weird, but one leg, shooting on one leg, shooting with leg really wide, really narrow. Stagger, yes. And we get them changing every time they change their range. So shoot a mid-range, a three, an NBA three. Now they're gonna miss a lot, but again, it's not it's not to score, but it's get to get them learning different coordinations, right? So the idea is that over time they're naturally gonna be pushed towards using slightly different techniques that they wouldn't be doing before. That's more efficient. Exactly. Exactly. And, it, it, you know, it means that we don't necessarily know what that best technique is going to be for them. We don't have like an idealized model of how to shoot it, but they're figuring that out with all the different differential learning activities we have. Can you just kind of take me through? So you've got maybe a player starts at the free throw line, then he shoots a three, yeah. then a, an NBA three. Always different. What Always move, different what movements range. would you have them be doing at those? Great question. So we, I like to have these always different too. So you can start yeah. catch and shoot, then we could go off the dribble, but we say every time it's going to be something different. So even if we say off the catch, maybe they've got to do some different footwork before, like Step, a, maybe, a drop, a hop, yeah. maybe they do a one, two, maybe they move sideways, maybe they move backwards. And I get them to be creative. So instead of like me saying, these are your options, I just say, like, always find a different way to move. And then same thing off the dribble, you've always got to do a different dribble before your shot or a different pull up every time. So we want as much variability early on, as opposed to adding complexity later, which is the traditional approach, you know, which is what is done commonly in basketball. We want to add complexity and variability from, from the start because it helps them become better shooters and become more adaptable. So this is, to me, this is the reason you see, you know, sometimes 
the NBA players, you get these little, you know, shots of what they're doing before games. And you see Kevin Durant twirling around in a circle yes. to regain his balance to go back up. Is that something you would recommend even Great for question. something like that, but so for younger I would, players? or I would class that as differential learning. The thing, key things is, the problem is when, when they do this typically pregame in the NBA, they're always in the same spot. So it's blocked content. So you could definitely add something like that. But I'd say, all right, Kevin, every shot, you've got to change location and range. Or you've got to do a different balance every time. So maybe one time you spin left to right, maybe the other time you do it in a different angle, a different speed, or you do it like a half turn and half again. So I, I basically what I want is repetition without repetition. So every movement should be slightly different, not identical. So, Coach, I, I've been against just volume shooting for a long time now myself. When I ever get to talk with coaches about shooting, because at our school we try to we try to shoot the three quite a bit. It's a weapon that right. we use for spacing Absolutely. and pace, and and plus it, it's worth more. But uh, and it's fun and, and all those things. But it's something, yeah, something to hang our hat on too. Like this is who we are. This is what we do. But uh, so I'm against just the. Guys, five spots, shoot 10, jog in when you're done. Yeah. One thing I try to get them to do is like, uh, P, it's a PGC kind of thought because um, I used to direct for them for years. So it's like, why do shooters miss? They practice too slow and they practice without pressure. So we use a lot of shooting games for that where there's a time component. There's inner rows that they need to make. Maybe there's movement. Oh, right. How could you value for that? How could you work? Should a one? Should I be moving away from that to just more of different, different, different off balance okay. turns? How do I blend those two? Maybe mix of both. Okay, so we do a mixture of both. So we have some shooting challenges we do, and then we also have the differential learning where it's a mix. So the shooting challenges, all I'd say, Matt, is to always do them with Brad's. So it only counts if it's a Brad or a Swish. Even, even I'm sorry, even high school kids yes. that are because the the Definitely. the success rate is going to be really Your, small it was the same with my guys okay like i didn't count a make as a miss they just shot it again um but it's like same with my guys but then after like two months oh my god the improvement is insane like my team last year when i started this in the first year we were like an average high school team now i'd say we're like probably like equivalent to like a nationally ranked like prep or whatever but still, it's like the same. A lot of the core I had last year, they're not new, completely new team. They've just got better. Um, and I think it's because we've been obsessed with Brad's. Um, and the more they do it, the more you're, you'll see it. And it's like, so keep those things. Just try and add situations where instead of it being blocked, where they're always in the same location, like spot up, maybe they just take one step between every shot and the distance changes very slightly. We basically just want to avoid the brain going into autopilot. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple of games that I have. That, uh, green, yellow, red is one. It's nine spots on the floor. So they are moving there, but it's 10 shots at a spot sure. in, in a four-minute game. So uh, the speed of it, if they don't make it, you know, their, their score doesn't count. Like, I like that sure. pressure involved. But there is this idea of turn your brain off. Rep, rep, yeah, rep, 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 because the rebound is yeah. up for counting. So I, I see so that. What I'd say to that, Matt, is like we do so, so, so we do like spot shooting, right? So you've got five spots, five shots from each position on the court, corners, wings, top, but every shot from the corner is in a slightly different location. 
It's because you got from the deep corner to the break. So you got variation there, and every shot has to be different. So the pass, we don't have the passer under the rebounder. Even though it might take two seconds longer, the passer has to go always to a different position on the court before passing. Mm. So all right, maybe one rep in every four, they're under the basket. But other times, they dribble to the three and make it as an extra pass or a drive and kick or out of bounds or a skip. Because shooting, you know, most shooting drills are done with the pass always coming from under the rim. How many yeah. times does that happen in the game? Only, yeah, only off of offensive right? rebounds, so but yeah. Exactly. So you can add variability with the passes and just yeah. slightly change location every time. Okay, so Ray Allen shooting, we just did it about an hour ago. It's two minutes, rebounder, uh, rebounder shooter. We use levels um, on our on. There's five ladders, six okay. levels on a ladder. A little easier than me saying 15 feet, 16 feet. You know, they they go to a lat a, a level on that okay. ladder. So uh, Ray Allen is, if you make from level one, you move to two, three, four, five, six. If you make six in a row, you get a point. You come back. Every time cool. you miss, you come back. Would you say that I need to start? The only way that you, if you Make it, but with rim, you stay there. Exactly, and you shoot you it. Miss again. it, you move, and you shoot it again. You miss it, you yeah. go. That's the consequence. But exactly. then you swish it or brad it, you get to move back. Is that a yeah. good adjustment to that game? Love it, absolutely. And maybe you take if the, it's unrealistic for players to get all six or the brad and swish. Maybe you cut it down to three or four levels to complete. Mm. And but I think that's a great, and you'll see results in that immediately. And if you just to Matt, get them slight, making sure they change where they shoot from as yeah. they do it very slightly, you're onto a winner there. I, I still see enormous value to using activities like that. And then also, Matt, combining that with different one-on-ones where they shoot threes, but with different types of contest. And I think the key thing is not having just a one-on-one where they shoot a heavily contested fadeaway. That's not what we want in the offense, right? So we can give them a passing option with a plus one, but just still even if they're a bad shooter, by having a defender get used to close, closing them out and shooting in time, it completely changes the biomechanics of the shot, the release speed and the release height. So that's why even if they're a bad shooter, I still get them doing one-on-ones because they're gonna, it's going to change their self-organization and maybe lead to them using a more optimal technique just through having that defender, regardless of the misses. How much of the balance work, whether it's Great one foot, because we've done we've done one foot shooting before. Yeah. And even I don't know if, if coaches coaches need to try this stuff, because when I do one foot shooting, I, I don't know what it is. I feel like my shot line is straighter. I have better focus. I'm able just to place that ball more where I want it to go. I don't know if I understand the science behind it or the reason but I feel that. So what's the balance? How much of that should we do be doing daily? Okay. So I would say we probably do differential learning. We like the, you know, this, the different things like one leg, different arcs, speeds, balances. With the non-shooters, we do that more. So maybe they would do differential learning at the start of practice while the shoot or reasonable shooters do some shooting challenges or one-on-ones with contests. Um, so I'd try and split them like that. But then everyone can do differential learning. I mean, last year we probably spent about, we've got a lot of time, but to give you a percentage, maybe 10% of the time would be differential learning. Yeah, that helps me because there's a large portion of practice that is given to shooting every day. Oh, it's key. And what we do 
we shoot in between all the small-sided games and scrimmages. So that's our time for shooting. Mm-hmm. So say we finish a small-sided game, two minutes, I give them a shooting challenge, and they go. Or scrimmage, all right, before the next one, we shoot. And, and I would imagine, too, I like that. I would imagine, too, your small-sided games, your scrimmages, you help players because what we want them to do is have a next mentality. Learn from what just happened, but let's just say it's a negative experience. Don't let it carry yeah. over. So, one, exactly. they have to use that shooting drill to let the pass go, focus on what they're doing, but then it also allows them to get more out of what's coming up in the future. Oh, That's a good nugget. So. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.